Welcome to Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Woff. It is the second kickstart for February. February. I hope you guys enjoyed Stick. Yeah, man. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. (laughs) Why not? Um, You're going to have some fun with this week's show. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Thursday will be Thursday will be magic on the mics. I think so. It's definitely one for the books. That's for sure. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So you'll see what it is. Uh, If you're on Patreon, you'll see it tomorrow night or later on today at midnight Tuesday. (laughs) I think it's so funny after we talked about that, the whole thing is like, is it Monday midnight or Tuesday the next day midnight? That that whole thing, right? the, 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 The nebulous thing. Is it one, two, three, go or one, two, three? I always associate it with that. <laughs> it's always grab the cat. Cause I think I even made the dumb joke back then too. You did. Awesome. Cause that's who I am. I'm all about repeating. Lethal weapon. <laughs> We're recording this on Super Bowl Sunday, the like hours before the big kickoff. The big dude. We're, we're actually, we're missing the kitten bowl right now. <laughs> oh my God. Followed by the puppy bowl and then the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a day of bowl. Did he stop doing the bud bowl? I think so. Finally. Yeah, I don't pay attention. Think, you know, yeah. that's not a thing. I don't think I anymore. But who knows? Yeah. Anyway, so we're a full week into February, and we're super excited about the rest of the month because boy, this episode Thursday was something we didn't anticipate, especially when out of the four movies, it's probably considered. Of the four that we chose, the funniest, and as far as like pre-vis- pre-free, uh, pre-revisit, right? Uh, I mean, I guess so. Although the other, yeah, I'm going with that until we watch the other two. Sure, <laughs> yes. In the, uh, in the spirit of things, I would say yes. Yeah, this is one of the few times, though. You you, you probably want to, you probably want to watch the movie first. Yeah. If you've seen the movie recently, cool. Unfortunately, it's. I don't know. Is it is it on stars or is it anywhere? I don't know if it's anywhere. No, it's not. I had to uh, I had to rent it. Oh, that's right, you did. At three ninety nine. If you have Cinemax, I don't have. Yeah, but yeah. I don't have Cinemax. If you have Cinemax, but, you can yeah. watch it. But you'll know what it is if you're on Patreon. You'll know that tonight. Tonight, and if you're not, uh, you'll know Thursday. You'll figure it out on I, Thursday. Yeah, and I guess I mean if it's on if it's on Cinemax now, then it'll be on Cinemax during the, the month. So maybe you'll have no time to. Well, shove it if in. we want everybody to be able to watch it beforehand, I guess we maybe we could tell them what it is because that would. Yeah, help. maybe you should do that, especially <laughs> for the Patreon people are going to know. Since, but, si- yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, this Thursday show or Tuesday show for the Patreon supporters, it is 1978's The End with Bert and Dom and Sally and a whole slew of. For its friends and etc. Yeah, man, totally <laughs> love boating it up. Love boating it up with a with a love boat regular in that too. Out yeah. of everybody, for sure. At least Seemingly. at least three at least three people in this cast were actually on the love boat. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> you figure that. out which three they are and hit us back, and we'll let you know yeah. if you're correct. Have fun with that. We don't want to get into why you want to watch it first. Um, you know, the new format, we don't really ruin anything. We're pretty good, even with the truncated version of our old format. We don't, it's not about getting anything away. It's just where the conversation goes. And I think the audience members might enjoy it more viewing it before listening to us chat about it. Right. Because then you can be like, oh, you guys are high. Or, <laughs> wow, you guys are dead on. Whatever, yeah, or, or something like that, right? Something. 
Oy. It's the end. If you have, again, Cinemax, you're good to go. It's on Blu-ray. There's some, like, poor Canada. You know, even if you ordered from Amazon CA, you're waiting until March for that, from what I understand. Yeah, the end. I think it's, I, I, I don't know about you, but I feel like it's probably maybe our closer best episode because of the surprise that both of us kind of discover. Well, it certainly, yeah, I mean, it certainly is. I want to say it literally is the most sort of, uh, what do you want to, how do you want to say it? Uh, <laughs> with that rhino yeah, kind of dancing around it. I can't even explain it without, you just listen to it. You'll, you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah. There you go. Uh, it says it's Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. If you're one of those people that that likes to watch the commercials more than they watch the game, regardless, because most people, most of our audience doesn't give a shit about, about sports. No. Or much I mean, less. I don't give a shit about the football. I don't no. care about the game today, really. No, I neither do I. I just want, you know, there, I guess the, if I had a, if I had something in it that I, you know, I, I'm in a pool at work, I get my numbers one. <laughs> so, so because of you know, most people not being, most of our audience not being into to watching or watching sports, you figure, why don't you watch some sport-related items? Specifically, football-related. I got two things for you. If, if you've got Hulu, which a lot of people do, um, I've got something that was on FX and then moved to FXX later, and that is the TV series The League. Yeah, man. Well, what, is the league, what is The League about, Corey? It's five dudes and... One of the dude's wives, <laughs> yeah. and they have a NFL football fantasy league together. It's super fucking funny. It's less about the football aspect of it, even though it's it's related in every episode. It's about just these friends busting each other's balls all the time. It's like Friends, only funny. Yeah, <laughs> and football. <laughs> it's the three F's: friends, football, and funny. Yes. Three things that Friends wasn't, um, which is why, which is funny because it's on FXX or on FX, right? Yeah, that's F- why you got F- all those X's piled on at the end. FX three, F-, F times three, but there are lots of people in here that you know. You got Paul Shear, you got one of the Duplass brothers, Mark Duplass is in it. That one guy that got in trouble for lying, <laughs> right? You got Katie Brazelton, and she's rad. Yeah, totally. And it's it's a super funny show. I've never seen it before. It's it's pretty great. I think it, they did seven seasons, and I think all seven seasons are available on on the Hulu. And I think if it's, it might be on the FX app too. I'm not sure since the uh, since things changed a, little, a wee bit with the whole Disney acquisition. But I double checked. It's 100 on Hulu, and uh, it's wonderful. It's super funny, and uh, you know, Shiva. That's all I want to say. It's all about the Shiva. Shiva. Yeah, man. <laughs> it is all about the Shiva. <laughs> uh, and if you haven't seen it before, then the discovery of what the Shiva is, you'll discover the very first episode. Yeah, man. And d- dive in. It's it's a lot of fun. Super I mean, fun. I, you yeah. know, I, I, I recommend this to people all the time. You don't have to know shit about football or fantasy football to enjoy it. And you get through the course of the seven seasons, you get some amazing cameos from people like Tim Oliphant. Michael Irvin, you get real, you know, some real NFL players show up. It's, it's a really funny show. Mm-hmm. I dig it. And it's funny, probably like halfway through the season, all the things that become part of your, your vocabulary when from watching the show, 
it's established those first half of that first season. And then every time you hear it now, you're, you're, you don't have, you can get to season five and have you watched the first season, then you'll get most of what they're talking about, which is pretty great. That's where I discovered the Brown Note was a show. You know, I, would, I was never aware of it before this. Oh, right. I was never heard aware of the, of the urban legend of the Brown Note until I saw one, an episode of The League, which was... <laughs> So if you want to know something about the, the, the TV show, the fact there's an episode about the, about the brown note, it says all you need to know about the show. Oh, and Nick Crawl. Forget about Nick Crawl. Can't forget Nick Crawl. Damn, I can't believe I forgot to mention him. What's wrong with me? Or Jason Menzoukas. That's true. And by the way, he, Jason yeah. is so great. I mean. Dude, I, he, almost, he almost steals everything he's on in this show. He plays Rafi. Rafi. <laughs> and dude, yeah. he's so great on... On the good place too. He's 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 like the yeah. anti-Rafi on that. Yes, Derek. 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 Right. Derek. Derek. Jason's great in that, and again, it just everybody on the show is funny. Even I, I've yeah. talked to people that don't like Nick Crawl and see this show and go, "Man, he's fucking great!" And I'm like, "Going, yeah, he's pretty fucking funny." The league is great. If you've never visited before, you got seven seasons and it's the typical FX model where it's anywhere between a 10 and 13 episodes. I think it's 13 every year for this show. Again, the perfect football centric show that people don't like football. Absolutely. Yep. All right. I'm going to follow that up with 1986, Michael Ritchie's 1986 film, Wildcats, starring Goldie Hawn, Wildcats. Susie Kurtz. Robin Lively, James Keach, Jan Hooks, Bruce McGill, and a bunch of others who I'll get to in a moment. But mm -hmm. the weird things about this film are, one, it was originally released on February 14th, 1986, which wow. is next, a week from today. And uh, the other weird thing is today is Robin Lively's birthday. <laughs> wow. 49, Robin Lively, who plays... Uh, Goldie Hawn's daughter in this film, and you might know her from several other, you know, sort of 80s films, but how weird is that, that today just happens to be her birthday, and it's the Super Bowl, and we brought up Wildcats. That is kooky. Weird. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, yeah, Wildcats, Goldie Hawn plays Molly, high school track coach, uh, who knows about, who knows more about football than anybody else <laughs> on the planet. She's been obsessed with this since she, she was a kid, uh, you know, so there's a coaching position becomes vacant. She applies for the job and she gets it. And in the tradition of films like the Bad News Bears, things like that, she ends up with the, you know, bunch of inner city kids who they have their pluses and their minuses when it comes to playing football. But the cast is super fun. Like Wesley Snipes, Nipsey Russell shows up as the principal, but like Woody Harrelson, yeah. Michael T. Williamson, M.M. at Walsh shows up. Our boy Chirillo, who is played by the <laughs> guy that played Manolo in Gotcha, he's in it. Uh, Jan yeah. Hooks, who was a, was a, was you know she was pretty well known at this time from Saturday Night Live, mm -hmm. shows up on it. Uh, James Keach, not to be confused with Stacy Keach, his brother, but who in the eighties, especially around this time, always kind of played this kind of douchey character. He's like her foil. He's married to Jane Seymour, right? Or was or is or still was. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they still are, but yeah, he was at one point. Yeah. yeah he, and he, you know, he played, cause he played a very similar role to this in 1985's Moving Violations. Love, <laughs> but, I was uh, going to mention it, dude. I love that fucking movie, right? dude. <laughs> with, with the, is that Joel Murray, Bill's youngest yeah, brother yeah. and Jennifer Tilly and a whole cast of 
kooks. That's when I discovered there was a younger Murray. I always just thought it was Bill and Brian Brian Doyle. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was just the two of them. (laughs) And Wildcats is a lot of fun. I mean, it you know, maybe it's not politically correct anymore. And there's a few fart jokes and there's, (laughs) but Wildcats is super fun, man. It's more fun than watching the Super Bowl would be, I guarantee it. And, you know, Michael Ritchie, who also directed the Bad News Bears, kind of brought that whole, his whole, his whole bag of tricks from Bad News Bears to Wildcats. And for the most part, it works. I mean, it's not nearly as well known as Wild as uh, the Bad News Bears, but man, look, I, me and my buddies, I've seen this movie 10 times and I've seen it once. Check out Wildcats. It's available if you have HBO. You can watch it for free on HBO. Uh, you know, if, if you don't, you want to rent it. I think it's two ninety nine on uh, on Prime right now, or three ninety nine. But uh, if you have HBO, which most of the world does, it's streaming there. Go check it out. Wildcats. Here's something fun. Since we're talking about it being Robin Lively's birthday today, guess what else came out in 1986 that she was in? The Best of Times. Another yeah, football the movie. Other movie that I almost, I almost <laughs> said that was almost going to be my second pick. And then I was like, oh shit. Well, because I saw them, they both came out the same, basically within months of each other. Yeah. And I love both of them. Um, but I went with Wildcats because I think I, I think I may have mentioned best of times at some other point, maybe when we were just chatting about Kurt Russell. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, man, Robin Lively in both of those films playing basically the same character. Yeah, that's by the way, there's your, there, there's your bonus football movie because guess what? It's on Prime. It is on Prime. Yeah, there, best there of times. Go. Look at that. So that's a bonus. Yeah, you could check that out too. Uh, and bonus. that's directed by Roger Roger Spottiswood. Yep, <laughs> Spottswood. So there you go. There's one, two each and a bonus one. I got one coming for you now. This one, gosh, we talked about this one a lot and we just talked about it recently because uh, Imprint's putting out a special Blu-ray of it coming out uh, a week from, uh, two weeks from Tuesday, or two weeks, two weeks from tomorrow um, for the rest of the world. But if you want to get through Amazon or through Diabolic or, or a deep discount, it's going to be March 5th. I think it was what it was, March 5th. And that yeah. is Black Sunday from Mr. John Frankenheimer. Robert Shaw, Bruce Dern. Dude, we, again, we talk about this movie a lot. <laughs> it's super simple. Uh, you know, you got a terrorist group that's going to blow <laughs> Go blow up a gooey or blimp over the Super Bowl. I mean, it's super simple, right? I mean, this is like, right. I feel like this might have been like the first diehard esque kind of thing. They're like, you know, it reminded me of Sudden Death, the Jean Claude movie that was people attributed more to being more a diehard ripoff. And it's more like, it's more Black Sunday with some diehard elements in it. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're trying to kill the president. They're trying to make a statement by killing 80,000 people. And then the president, who's also at the game. In attendance. Yeah. And I don't want to say any more about it other than it's two hours and 23 minutes and it doesn't move like it's two hours and 23 minutes. This is another movie from 1977, which been we've been throwing 77 a lot around the last year, mostly because 77 is was a year that a lot of movies just got swallowed and gobbled up by things that are called Saturday Night Fever and Star Wars. Somehow some movies actually did well. Like Smokey, <laughs> we talked about Smokey and the Bandit doing better than it should have. Surprisingly, Black Sunday. I don't recall. Did it do okay? I want to say, like Sorcerer, it probably suffered because of Star Wars. Right. I mean, I think it. I think it was a modest hit. It didn't become the sort of big runaway film yeah. that it could have because I feel like Star Wars, which also eclipsed uh, our one of our favorites, Sorcerer. Yeah. So uh, 
But it is definitely, I saw it many times as a kid on TV. It was, you know, Sunday afternoon, Mm -hmm. you know, movie. It would start halfway through after football. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, man, there's your tie into football with that football movie. And uh, Kenneth Ross, who is one of the one of the writers of this, um, he also worked on he also wrote The Day of the Jackal before this. So you kind of have an idea of the kind of tone this movie brings as if. Yeah, this is. And that's another thing, too. Unlike Sudden Death and unlike Die Hard, there's no humor in this movie. It no, is, none whatsoever. There, there, there's no attempts at levity because it's fucking serious, man. Yeah, it's John Frankenheimer, man. Right. There's it's, big players in this beyond Frankenheimer. I mean, Robert Evans produced this. I mean, he only yeah. did like one or two movies a year, and they're always like big movies. And this was a big movie. John Williams did the score. And it, the score is so good. And by the way, there's yeah. um, that imprint Blu-ray that's coming out. They have a special featurette with film historian Daniel Schweiger, who talks about John Williams scoring. And this is like a brand new thing that's coming on that imprint Blu-ray. Um, and also there's a new audio commentary for 2020 from Stephen Prince, who's also a film historian. You see a lot on imprint. That's a home, the Blu-ray side of things. I've already verified the picture looks pretty damn good on Prime because that's where you can watch Black Sunday if you don't have the movie on any other format like DVD. It's proper aspect ratio. Yeah. Holy shit, right? Dude, and this is a movie that really (laughs) would suffer if it wasn't. It really would. For anybody that grew up seeing this movie when we're, you know, the people that are our age that would see the TV ads, the the cover of the Blu-ray is the one sheet. It's an iconic shot of the Goodyear blimp with Super Bowl emblazoned on the side of it, looking like it's dragging its ass across the carpet that is the top of the stadium. I've always, right. always loved that. I'm like, because it is, it's knocking, you see it knocking down light towers. And it's, it lets you know that thing. And this is not this, this oh my gosh, this fucking movie, dude. Yeah. Just see it. That's it. Just, just watch the movie. It's fucking great. Yep. Just like my other pick, this, uh, the league, there is, Football is just a part of it. Yeah. The Titanic's about the love story. It's not about the shit. Exactly. And this is not about the blimp. It's about everything involved, you know, that goes on. And the, the blimp is just the uh, Trojan horse, if you will. <laughs> it's just the, it's just the vessel yeah. that they wrap it all up in. I, yeah. It's a good flight, man. I love it. I dig it. My next and last pick is uh, directed by... Ted Kotcheff, who we just keep seeming to like, uh, you know, come across these movies that Ted Kotcheff directed, oddly enough. But this is 1979's North Dallas 40, starring uh, Nick Nolte, the late Mac Davis, who passed away last year, uh, G.D. Spradlin, Bo Svensson, John Matuzak, Dabney Coleman. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. It's a semi-fictional count of, you know, the everyday lives of professional football player, of a professional football player. Played by Nolte, sort of loosely based on the Dallas Cowboys teams of the early 70s, I think. But it's really not about football either. <laughs> this movie. It's more about the wild kind of, you know, life that athletes lead outside of the game. Uh, even and in this movie's what, 40, now it's 42, you're gonna be 42 years old. But things haven't changed that much. <laughs> the, the only thing is 42 years ago, there was no social media. So, you know. Cause a lot of this shit would never fly now. No. I mean, it doesn't fly now. You know, you're instantly on, you know, you've instantly been posted up 30 seconds after it happens. <laughs> if that long. Right. North Dallas 40 is a lot of fun. It really sort of harkens back to a sort of devil may care and anything goes kind of vibe. I mean, 
I remember seeing this as a kid and I was like, holy shit. For the parties, the after parties, you know, the, the, it's painting an accurate picture, which we, which is funny because, you know, just like 10 years later, when all those NFL players, you know, started getting busted for cocaine and trafficking and all this crazy shit. And, you know, everybody's like, well, damn, didn't you see North Dallas 40? <laughs> <laughs> right. You didn't know? What do you mean? Why is it so hard to believe? But uh, it's fun, man. And it's on Prime as well. So you can definitely stream it. And it's in the proper aspect ratio. But it, it's a fun movie. And again, the football is really secondary. Uh, right. It just happens to be, that's what it's wrapped up in, is football. But it's kind of a tie-in with the Super Bowl, if you want. Yeah. You know, that's my second pick. And since you mentioned Wildcats earlier, I think we'd be remiss not to talk about it since it's February and mentioned Semi-Tough with Michael Ritchie directing that as well. That was his follow-up to Bad News Bears. Right. And you got Bert in a, in a movie I used to confuse for North Dallas 40 all the time when I was younger. Yeah, me too. With Chris Christopherson. Yeah. Yeah. That that's another fun one too. Semi tough. I have that that would have been a good one to revisit, but unfortunately, it's really difficult to track down. Uh, and right. That do I have it. a DVD of it. Like a, it's got it's a it's a double. It's got Gator and Semi Tough. <laughs> what a pairing! <laughs> but but Semi Tough, dude. That was we talked about it during uh, the the end episode where that movie made uh, surprisingly a lot of money because yeah. Bert was so fucking big. Here it is, 1977, the same year that Smokey comes out, and it still did 37 million. Yeah. A rated R movie. Did seven, it right. was rated it was, R, wasn't it? It, it was, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was, you yeah. know, I'm sure it was th three to five million to make that movie. So, you know, it made a lot of scratch. Burt Reynolds, you mentioned Chris Christopherson, Burt Convy, Joe Clayberg, Ron Silver, dude. <laughs> Ron right, Silver, nineteen seventy-seven. Carl Weathers, dude. Yeah, this is like I know it's packed. Because yeah, because Carl Weathers, because this is the same. Because seventy-seven was Rocky too, right? Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because he did. He he had a small part in Close Encounters. I always forget about that. He he played one of the military police. Looking at Carl Weathers stuff. Forest Ten from Navarone. Yeah, man, good one. Rocky two was not seventy-nine, by the way. Rocky two. Wow. Well, there you go. There you go. A bunch of football movies and we were able to pull back around and not talk about the longest yard. Right. God. We talked all the way around it. And then I brought it up anyway. Oh, Brian Dennehy, dude. Brian Dennehy and Semi-Tough, dude. Yes, I know. But if there's a Kino Lorber Semi-Tough Blu-ray. Oh, there you go. Came out January 21st, 2020. That's why we don't know about it, because 2020. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And Mary Jo Catlett's in it. Wasn't she in everything back then? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, you know her the moment you see her, even if you don't know the name. If you watch any SpongeBob, she's Mrs. Puff. She's their teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was in Different Strokes. She replaced Mrs. Garrett on Different Strokes. She was the second housekeeper. And then we got uh, Nidra Voles. Yeah, that's right. At the end. And then, and then, and then that's, it was... That's Adelaide. Yeah, and then it got nasty because it was like... And she's the reason why Dude, I can't watch Designing Women. <laughs> Nidra Voles was in Moving Violations. Yes. Full circle. There you go. <laughs> Bingo. All right. Well, if you want to, you know, follow us on Letterboxd because we're there. We're, we're, we love Letterboxd. I'm on Corey underscore Culp. Oh, and if you want to support us on Patreon, thank you, Patreon supporters. We really appreciate it. It's patreon.com slash KITG podcast. If you'd like to follow Freddie, you can still follow me on Letterboxd at Tom Cody. That's Tom, C-O-D-Y, Tom Cody, like Tom Cody from that film, Streets of Fire, that Street I never talk about. Streets of Fire? What's that? Or, you know, if you want to look it up this month under Sharky's Machine, that's okay, too.